Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Jeremiah 2, 4 through 28 and 3, 4. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, What injustice did your fathers find in me that they went far from me and walked with emptiness and became empty? They did not say, Where is the Lord who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, who led us through the wilderness, through the land of deserts and of pits, through the land of drought and of deep darkness, through a land that no one crossed and where no no man dwelt? I brought you into the fruitful land to eat its fruit and its good things, but you came and defiled my land and my inheritance. You made an abomination. The priests did not say, Where is the Lord? And those who handle the law did not know me. The rulers have also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that did not profit. Therefore, I will yet contend with you, declares the Lord. And with your sons, sons, I will contend. For cross to the coastlands of Kittim and see, and send to Kedar and observe closely, and see if there has been such a thing as this. Has a nation changed gods when they were not gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this, and shudder. Be very desolate, declares the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, 
to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Is Israel a slave or is he a homeborn servant? Why has he become a prey? The young lions have roared at him. They have roared loudly and they have made his land a waste. His cities have been destroyed without inhabitant. Also the men of Memphis and Tapanese have shaved the crown of your head. Have you not done this to yourself by your forsaking the Lord your God when he had led you in the way? But now what are you doing on the road to Egypt to drink the waters of the Nile? Or what are you doing on the road to Assyria to drink the waters of the Euphrates? Your own wickedness will correct you and your apostasies will reprove you. Know therefore and see that it is evil and bitter for you to forsake the Lord your God and to dread of me is not in you, declares the Lord God of hosts. For long ago I broke your yoke and tore off your bonds, but you said I will not serve. For on every high hill and under every green tree you have lain down as a harlot. Yet I planted you a choice vine a completely faithful seed. How then have you turned yourself before me into the degenerate shoots of a foreign vine? Although you wash yourself with lye and use much soap, the stain of your iniquity is before me, declares the Lord God. How can you say I am not defiled? I have not gone after the veils. Look at your way in the valley. Know what you have done. You are a swift young camel entangling her ways, a wild donkey accustomed to the wilderness that sniffs the wind in her passion. In the time of her heat, who can turn her away? All who seek her will not become weary. In her month, they will find her. Keep your feet from being unshod and your throat from thirst. But you said, it is hopeless. No, for I have loved strangers and after them I will walk. As the thief is shamed when he is discovered, so the house of Israel is shamed. They, their kings, their princes, and their priests, and their prophets, who say to a tree, you are my father, and to a stone, you gave me birth. For they have turned their back to me, and not their face. But in the time of their trouble, they will say, arise and save us. But where are your gods, which you made for yourself? Let them arise, if they can save you in the time of your trouble. For according to the number of your cities, are your gods, O Judah. Have you not just now called to me, my father? You are the friend of my youth. Mark eleven twelve through 25. On the next day, when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree in, in leaf, he went to see if perhaps he could find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Jesus drives money changers from the temple. Then they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he would not permit anyone to carry merchandise through the temple. And he began to teach and say to them, is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a robber's den. The chief priests and the scribes heard this and began seeking how to destroy him, for they were afraid of him, for the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, they would go out of the city. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, 
be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted you. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. There's some pretty hard lessons in these these two scriptures. You can see uh, first in Jeremiah, how he's just saying, this is you. This has been your choice. Have, have I not taken care of you? I've led you through valleys and, and wilderness and deserts to where most people would not even be able to survive. You needed food. I gave you food. You needed water. I gave you water. I was always there to provide for you. Yet you're still complaining. You're still whining. And you're still, it's, it's not bad enough just that you're complaining, but you turn, I'm, I'm the one who's done this, and you turn away from me to false gods. He, he said, you complain that I freed you even. All these great things that I've done, not only have I done it without thanks, I've done it with disdain and complaining, but I've also done it and you've you've basically complained that I did it. That's that's crazy. That's like someone saying, uh, getting to heaven and then just saying, God, you know, I'd rather go back. When you get to heaven, you're not going to think, I'd rather go back. Because there's nothing that compares to the glory that God's got before us. There's nothing here on earth that can even compare. I know people have said, yeah, but I'll miss my spouse. No, you won't. Your spouse is Jesus Christ. And then, well, you know, my children, I want to see my children grow. No, I understand. I get that. But those are God's children. You're supposed to be raising them. They were given to you as precious gems for you to raise them for him. They're his children. We get the honor as parents. We get the honor, the privilege of being given these children to raise for God. So when you get to heaven, there's no looking back and saying, oh, I wish I were still there on earth. It's done. You're in a place like none you've ever experienced ever before. But God freed them from bondage into a uh, just a life that they hadn't experienced for hundreds of years of just being free. But not only were they freed, they were freed from being one of the poorest slave nations in the world to being one of the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest nations in the world overnight. They had everything. In fact, it says that that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I shall not have any want or desires that aren't fulfilled through God. 
He takes complete care of us. And that's where they were. They were given everything and yet they complained all the way through. But it was their choice to do so. It was their choice. He says, look at what you're doing. I've given you all these amazing blessings and you're spitting in my face. That's your choice. That is your choice. And if you can continue to do this, not only am I going to come back and make this right with you, but I'm going to make it right with your son's sons. The cursings that will go for generations. And then you look at Jesus in in Mark 11, and he's, first of all, it, it seems like they're unrelated, but they're not. They're not unrelated. You've got the fig tree. Who made the fig tree? God made the fig tree. God made it. He created it. He gave it a purpose. Jesus walks up with it. Now it says that it's not the, the season for producing fruit. Not in the original translation. This, this is the time when someone comes in need. It's there. It's boom. Finished. He comes up desiring this fruit. There is no fruit to be had. And he cursed it. He said, you're never going to produce fruit again. Now, that's not speaking to a man, but symbolically, men are like trees in the spiritual we're seen like trees. And so the, sim- the symbolism in the Bible is that a lot of times when you talk, you see things talking about a tree, it's also referring to man. So God goes to man and he asks for fruit. The fruit that should be coming because of all these, these good things that the Father has given us, our gifts, our talents, our uh, desires, everything, our resources, all of it comes from him. He has given us everything. He has freed us from bondage and delivered us into a uh, life full of resource that we should never have to want. So then Jesus goes into the temple and it's not that he's upset that they're doing business. There's a section that was built for that purpose. But the fact is they were doing unfair business to when people who couldn't really afford to bring in, they, they, they didn't have the goats. They didn't have the, the lambs. They didn't have those things, oxen. They were poor. They would come in and they could substitute with doves. They could substitute with a lower or a lesser sacrifice, but they had to purchase them. So they brought in what they had to purchase these things to be able to go before God and to offer these offerings. And the people who were doing the money changing were not using equal scales and or they were giving them faulty or blemished, not worthy animals. Both practices were happening. That's what made Jesus upset because they were using the Father's name. They were using God's name and God's temple to do God's work and helping these people out. But they were doing it in such a way that was perverted and twisted and it was only benefiting themselves. They were using the Lord's name and profaning it. That is why Jesus was upset and turned the tables over. That is what he said. He said, you have been given 
talents, a purpose, an opportunity, and you have chosen to serve nothing but yourself and take advantage of God's people. You, he came expecting the fruit, a righteous fruit, a fruit of glory, and he's receiving a perverted, nasty offering of fruit. That's how these two are together. So, Father, I just pray that my fruit could be worthy. My fruit could be um, kingdom. Father, I just pray that I could really learn to understand the gifts that you've given me and the strength that you've given me and the calling that you have for me so that I can fulfill those for you. So that when you come to me and you ask for fruit, it won't, I won't be empty. Father, let me be fruitful. Help me to be fruitful that more people can come to know you and, and um, also be discipled in that so that they can learn what their gifts are. Father, I know you've called me to be an apostle. In this season in life, I'm an apostle and I'm to raise up those that have been called into their calling that you gave them, not into the one of my heart. And I pray that you could give me clarity. You can give me direction. You can help me to see what you see in your people, that we may all be fruitful. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.